0: Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your hosts Matt and Mike, where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Hello welcome back to another episode. We're going to be talking about something that I believe, in my very humble opinion, and you also believe, Mike, that... Every person goes through these thoughts at some point in their oh, yeah. multiple in, times in their yeah. work in life. And some people get go actually jump ahead and go and do this type of thing. But we're talking about side hustles. Now for a lot of people that have been listening to this, that are self-employed gardeners, small business owners, maybe even big business owners, who knows who's listening. At one point you usually people start this type of thing as a side hustle. You start one day a week, two days a week, like you're going through the process now, Mike, like I went through it a few years ago, yeah. year, like every guest that we've had on. I think, yeah. I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, Even um, yeah, even Mr. CEO from Alec Mowers yeah. Austin even he, you know, he, he he was building lawn mowing machines out the back of his parents' house. Even Alec Mowers was a side. So I know he bought the business and then expanded it and stuff, but the origins of Austin was, you know. So everybody starts this. And it's a really interesting topic because from what I believe, people tend to a little bit leave things a little bit too soon in terms of yep. they put all the prep work in it takes three or four years and like every the first two to three years is about reinvestment in, of profits it's about the hustle the grind the whatever you want to call it to get this thing up and running and operational and sustainable and if you walk through that fire and you get to that point where you are you reach utopia. You are out of the the trap of employment, as they call it, or the you know away from the evil boss. The boss is dead, ding dong, all that kind of stuff. And you get out of it, and you are self-employed. If you can get through that through those first couple of years, huzzah, hooray! You've made your dream come true. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a dream because it's now just <laughs> it's now just a job, and it's yeah. now daily life. But that excitement of day one day 50 day 150 you could even say when you are buying when you're designing your logo you are creating your business plan you are buying your first van you're dreaming of that mower you know you're daydreaming on a hot summer's day underneath a tree about what your garden business is going to look like is exciting and it's but it's a moment in time and the moment soon passes and reality hits and business is slow and it's a bit mundane and it's a bit boring and you know it's easy to go to, to slip back into those ways of thinking about and dreaming and wanting to set something else up and wanting that feeling that you get when you like when you're fresh. So maybe in your mind it's like I've got the garden thing and you know what I actually really like it and I've got this you know, I might have a commercial contract or two or you know, I wouldn't want to let my customers down or I've already got the equipment so we'll carry on. But what if I bought a pizza van and then took it to weddings? What if I I don't know bought a toy train franchise what if I, you know, there's loads and loads of different little yeah. options, and that you can do as a side hustle. Now, I'm not talking about adding a new service; that's totally different. So, like, gutter cleaning or pressure washing, or and you do get a little bit excited about actually a new service, and but it's an extension of your existing business. I'm yes. talking about, I'm talking about that's stuff that's like to, totally, yeah. and, and not the tree surgeon that decides to sell firewood either. Like, that's. To me, that's a product of if you can put them through the same books, then, yeah. then that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual side hustles. You know, it's not the. And anyway, so the reason that I kind of bring it up is, is because by the time you get to like boring year three, four, five, fifteen 15 of business, that's where the profits are. Yep. Yeah. You're at a sustainable point. You've, pardon the pun, you've weeded out the idiots. You've got your equipment. You've got everything. And it's now time to up the levels, reduce the overheads, and really go for it and start actually turning this thing into a little money machine. You know, you input some stuff, some labour, some effort. Out pops a result of, hopefully, a bundle of cash. That's, you know... And then you can go and invest, and you can expand if you want to. You can take the profits, put it into something else, into real estate or whatever. You can go to Florida. I don't really care. But it's a bundle of cash that's created from the outcomes and the work over the last few years. And this is why I've never done this. But I do think and dream. And if you're thinking of starting a side hustle and going back to day one again. I don't think it's always a particularly good idea if I'm honest and it might be fun <laughs> you might really like it but actually if you turn the screw in the business that you've got that yes it's a little boring and yes it might be working an extra few days of the year or whatever that looks like which you would be doing your side hustle anyway so it's not as if I'm telling you to yeah. abandon your family you're already established and you're already at the point of high profit. And theoretically a side hustle is about creating cash cash. Yeah. So creating extra money. If it's a passion project, I've got news. That's a hobby. Yes. And we ain't talking about hobbies. If you like creating pottery and you want to sell pottery, that's fine, because all you're doing is funding your hobby and your hobby is yeah. pottery. Cool with that. I'm talking about actually trying to make a side hustle exactly that. Now, the seasonality in gardening, and sometimes you need something to keep going in winter. And if you can create a little business that runs you through the winter, I don't think that's a terrible idea. But if you make it relevant to the business and you've done half the work already. Yeah. Yeah. Now, What's your
1: opinion on side hustles? I'm in agreement with you by one category of side hustle. Okay. Which is passive income. So if you can set up during your downtime in winter some sort of passive income, and the, the one I, I really want to do one day is, you see it all in America, vending machines. Yeah. <laughs> so you set up a vending machine somewhere, Fill it up, Generate your money, collect your money, fill it back up, and if you can do that, where it's some may agree that it's not completely passive, um,
0: but if you can it's do not, that, it's no, That's not passive. <sighs> I know you're not there selling the KitKats, but you still, yeah. you still inputting. Like passive is passive. Like it's the, the it's in the word, isn't it? It's it's hands off, and it yeah hands-off. yeah. So like that's where the stock market is passive because all you do is you buy and you sell
1: yeah or some sort of digital if, yeah.
0: media that you're selling online it's well yeah retail, uh, real estate you send oh, it off yeah. to you send it off to a management company and you'll get an email a month with a bill you know, yeah that's that's passive um vending machines probably not so much but i get it's a good idea it. though yeah um, it's, it's great
1: the basis that I'm running on is that during winter it gives you something to do, something to plan, something to get you, your teeth stuck into, but during summer, you can concentrate on your gardening business where well, I don't necessarily agree with myself 100% because I think in winter is a time are you for... definitely debate
0: with yourself? Should <laughs> <So laughs> I just <I'm> log off? yeah <laughs> Well, I've got some issues. Oh, go yeah, um,
1: but okay. no, it's—I think winter is definitely a time for learning, um, yeah, and making changes in your business to improve it for the following season. Um, in that downtime, but yeah, I think it's not a bad thing to have some sort of winter side hustle. But during nice. during the season, you need to be hundred percent your gardening business. Otherwise,
0: you may as well just find a different business Okay, that you can be so, 100% in. I'm going to be, bear in mind, right? If you're listening to this and you're getting fired up and you're like, Matt's an idiot, firstly, you're probably not far off wrong. Secondly, it's just an opinion. And it's yeah. the reason I've not done anything. So don't take anything too seriously. I'm not, if you like making birdhouses in your time off, you sell them at £15 a pop at the local flea market. Uh, just go for it, i bothered. but this is why I don't do it, and this is my opinion. That vending machine, what would you be happy with collecting it? How much? How much you looking to make on that vending machine?
1: Oh, that, not a clue. Maybe hundred quid
0: okay. every month. Something like that. cost? I don't know yeah. what. Five hundred quid. Five hundred quid. Thousand pounds. Yeah, it's going to take you, and your hundred quid going to generate what every month? Yeah we restock okay yeah so you're gonna be like five months and you're gonna be broken even then you're gonna be in profit yeah and then you extrapolate that up into three or four vending machines and you go around and collect collect yeah. a few what happens if a vending machine breaks on a Wednesday when you're at work
1: then that when, vending machine when, remains broken until when do you collect it do you collect it on a Saturday winter
0: <laughs> in winter. After chocolate's expired, but Mike Mike's busy cutting hawthorns Um, yeah. When do you collect it? It's that Saturday morning? Yeah. Outside of outside of your nine five, outside of you or whatever. Because you wouldn't take it out your your forty hours a week. No. It's a lot easier to just open the calendar on a Saturday to yeah. an extra customer. To generate that £300 or £200 or whatever, you've got no startup cost because you're using your original equipment. And you can also turn it off when you don't want it. So you could open a Saturday, you could, I don't know, cancel a holiday, you could, whatever you want to do to kind of create that little bit more capacity. Which is what you'd have to do for a side hustle. You're already in it. And also there'll be stuff like insurances for the vending machine. You won't be able to use your existing van because it's got to run as a separate entity. So you'd have to like—I'm not getting—do you know? I'm not even going to go into that. There are ways you can do it, but you also can't do it. So there's the cost of the setup of a second business. There's there's overheads within that small microcosm. That's why I don't do it, and it's boring because you know what. I'd love to rub the hands together and go. oh, You know, I've got a gardening business. I've got a t- t- a pub quiz business. I've got a whatever. I've got lo- you know, like I've got loads of little things on the side, and you know, like a little bit of a not Dell boy, but like a you know, a of many a, pies. Yeah, hustle. but it's just so much more profitable to up your game than do a side hustle.
1: Yeah, so just to debate with myself yet again, I think.
0: <laughs> I'm just going off. <laughs> no, God, no, God, go it's interesting. i think interesting. If,
1: if you're doing a side hustle to make money, I think if you put that money into marketing, or put the time into marketing on Facebook for free, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you're going to make so much more money than you are on side hustle for a lot less. Well, that's what that's
0: clarify that, yeah. that, that that that's what we as. Yeah. So if it's a hobby business, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. A side hustle. Now, if you're one day wanted to transition into from that from gardening into that side hustle, different, yes, it's very different. But if it'll always remain a side hustle, even if you're planning on selling it in the end, just I always, I just think it's pointless doing a side hustle when you've already got a business, because you just turn the screw on the business a little bit harder. Look, you want a bit more money, just be a bit smart with your existing business, it's already there. You're already paying the overheads once, don't pay overheads twice. And it's also distracting. You know, I am much better than I used to be, but I'm I started YouTube eighteen months ago. Yeah. Something like that. And for the first X amount of weeks, months, my mind was just obsessed with like doing YouTube like yeah, i've got to get the right film shot in within the gardening business within with it within the working day i've got to make sure I keep an upload schedule well, what about my thumbnails my tags what about my audience subscribers you know like and and i don't think i was doing it necessarily inside myself I, like, I just want to be a bit more creative and reach out to an audience and you know similar to what i'm doing now i'm not like I don't sit there looking at podcast analysts and, you know, analytics waiting for like, you know, one day we could be monetized. Not that there's even a pathway in the UK to monetize a podcast, but like, one day we might be sponsored or, you know, like, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to reach out because I really enjoy doing it. This is a hobby. Yeah. YouTube was a hobby that I could not sustain. Now... If that was making me money, boy would I have been more obsessed. Yeah, and because that creates a tangible outcome for my family—extra holiday, new yeah. car, a barbecue I've always dreamed of—you know, whatever—it's yeah. created. A, it's creating an outcome, and I'm not suggesting you shouldn't do YouTube, but there's definitely a, <laughs> if you look at the. Totally off topic. If you look at the YouTubers on um, in the UK, especially, a lot of them are the ones that upload regularly are the ones that do, like, videos that don't impact the day too much. So, like, they'll be sat in the van and they'll talk and they'll do a little, little talk and, you know, it affects, like, a podcast. And, you know, and they are, they're on the beat, they're every week, they're, you know, and they're great. And I listen to some that, um, I don't know what you're going to call it, it's called a band talk. And I listen to a few people that do that. You know, I've got some um, people out there that I really enjoy listening to. And, but it is a fact, the ones that do regular, uh, the ones, of, and long term, and long term, I'll stress that, that do tend to make videos that fit within the day. Because they're tired on lunchtime, they're driving, they're on the way to a job, they're on the way after the job. They've had a little inspirational thought that takes 10 minutes. That's those that are sustainable and those that are long-term. Those that are out there doing actual gardening, it's really hard to do it long-term. And those that do, dib and dab. And it's just because it takes up so much of your energy, spirit, and, um, and it is a side hustle. A lot of these people, because they get monetized, and then they need to put videos out, and you know, like, and then they've got an audience, and they see like a couple hundred comments on a video, they're like, I've got to put the next video out because the audience will miss me. And you know, that might actually be true. To be fair, people look forward to you upload every Friday off at five PM, and you're not there, your audience might be a little bit disappointed. They'll understand, but like, you know, it feels it feels like a lot of pressure. Whereas something that's sustainable does fit within you you know it fits and it's it's worth you know it's easier to do and there's definitely a cross-section of youtubers that struggle with promoting content and getting content out regularly when they're doing the really hard stuff like hedge trimming and cinematic shots and you know those that those that do and do it for a sustained period off to you because it's hard work, it is hard work, you know. I haven't given up, but I've definitely put it on hiatus for a bit. YouTube, yeah. um, I've got probably eight videos in the bank ready to not in the bank. That sounds iron. I've got eight videos filmed that I just need editing and putting out, but business comes first, yeah, in terms of my like my work obviously not, <laughs> not first in my life you know it's, <laughs> it's family and health and all that and stuff first but like if i'm going to prioritize anything through the business because that's what i do and then you know and then after that it's everything else that comes and yeah i just couldn't justify it anyway side hustles because that is a very specific side hustle that i've tried and and failed at, but i've definitely slowed down on it and yeah. Struggle, I definitely struggle with it. And there are some fantastic youtubers out there and A lot of them get paid quite a decent amount to do it not so much in the UK but in the States and That's a massive part of their business. Yeah, but they have editors they have You know, they have people to help them because they're they're generating cash Yeah, But it does take away from their existing business So what side hustle are you going to start, Mike? Vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked absolute rubbish for twenty minutes, right? Yeah. So, um, no. But if you are, if your mind's wandering into something else, just always go back to the the thing that you you built and it just the profit you can do from working extra or effort that you would put into this into a side hustle, into your existing business, you'll create so much more money. Yeah. And don't forget really what a side hustle is. about money. Because if it's not a side hustle, it's a... Hobby. hobby. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you in the next one. See you later. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you would like to share your grassroots story, then please be sure to email us at thegrassrootspodcast at gmail.com. And... We'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully get you a scheduled slot. We'd love to hear your story. Alternatively, if you've enjoyed today's show, then we really would appreciate a well-worded five-star review on whichever platform you've tuned in from. Thank you very much. Catch you in the next one.